to Jesus. I want you to turn to your neighbor. Tell them God is enlarging your coast. And then now you beat your chest. Say, I will enlarge my coast. All right. So that's what we've been talking about this month. Enlarging your coast. And this morning I want to talk about broadening your horizon. Broadening your horizon. Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah 54. I will start reading from verse 1. The Bible says, sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud. For who, for you who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare lengthen your courts and strengthen your stakes verse 3 for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendant will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited verse 4 do not fear for you will not be ashamed I'm speaking to somebody. Hear that from the mouth of God this morning. Do not fear. For you will not be ashamed. Neither be disgraced. For you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth. And will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your redeemer is the holy one of Israel. He is called the Lord god of the whole earth is actually to verse six it says for the lord has called you like a woman forsaken and grieving spirit like the youthful wife when you were refused says the lord so that's the scripture we normally read for this enlarge your coast but let me add another scripture this morning as a way of our background text romans chapter 12 romans chapter 12 I'll read from verse 1 to verse 2. Romans chapter 12 from verse 1 to 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Broaden your horizon. Last week I started, I, I made a statement, and I, I think I should make that statement again. God has not called you to do your best. God has not called you to do your best. Because you see, your best is relative. Your best is dependent on you. Your best is so much about you. But God has called you to do his will. Now, why is, how is the will of God different from your best? Because many, many times your best is a little less or even not completely different from the will of God. Your best may not be the will of God. Your best may be celebrated by men, but that is your own best. That is not God's best. That is not the will of God. Remember by when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, even Jesus, his best was this, lift up this cup. He was tired. He had gotten to his limits. He had gotten to the place where he was tired and worn out and he was giving up. And Jesus said, can you lift up this cup? Now, the only reason why redemption was not aborted was that he added something. I don't want to do my best, but that your will be done. He added that, not my will, but your will be done. Ladies and gentlemen, the best place to live in is to live in the will of God. 
there is no other place there is no better place there is nothing better to do with your life than the will of god your life is a success to the degree that it conforms to the will of god your life is a failure to the degree that it does not conform to the will of god so when people say things like he has done well for himself if that for himself is outside of the will of god he has failed that is why it is it is mismatch to say things like well look at the people that don't know jesus look at the people that don't know god and they are doing well what is well well starts from the will of god you cannot end up in well if you don't start from the will of god it is the will of god remember that even jesus when he was teaching them the curriculum of prayer in matthew chapter 6 uh, one of our pastors read it this morning matthew chapter 6 if you start reading from verse 9 jesus himself said he said after you have said hallowed be thy name our father who is in heaven he said the next priority he said the next big deal is that your will be done because you see if the will of god is done many things will align if the will of god is done even you you will enjoy if the will of god is done you'll find out that there are many things that will find expression in your life and the bible makes us to understand in this scripture this morning that there is a faculty in us that allows that will of god to find expression there is something that God has put in you and me that if we keep working on that apparatus, on that vessel, what will happen is that we'll be able to maximize and be able to uh, increase in the will of God. We'll be able to uh, 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 succeed, so to say, you know, fully as God wants us to do. All right. So this morning, I want you to introduce, I want to introduce you to that faculty. You see, I, 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 I'm reminded about the story of the the man the the, the woman who ha, did not the widow who did not have food at home and the man of god told her that prepare me a meal and the man of god later told her that a, a miracle is going to happen he now told her he said go and borrow vessels he said do not borrow a few do you know that there is a vessel in you that the more that that vessel gets better the more god fills it and that's what we want to uh, 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 zero our mind on because when we understand this and we're able to walk through this we are going to find fullness of expression in the things that god wants for us now i need to say this before i move on real quick is that first of all we are saved when you receive jesus as your lord and personal savior you are saved you are being saved and you will be saved does that look like um, uh, it doesn't make sense it does you are saved as a matter of completion you are being saved as a matter of progress there's something in the works and then you will be saved as a future event now how does this apply it means that there is an element of you there is a part of you that when you gave your life to jesus you were saved there is a part of you second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 second corinthians 5 17 the bible says if a man therefore is in christ is a new creature all things are passed away behold all things are new now many times people always wonder why is it that we say that scripture and the person that they told us that all things are new <laughs> nothing is new the guy is still as angry as the devil he still uses words and you're wondering what was saved this guy is not saved no the spirit in that man became saved because you see when god told adam in genesis that he was going to die the real thing that died there because you remember that adam did not die physically that day what died that day was his spirit so the first thing that comes alive when you give your life to christ is your spirit your spirit comes alive your spirit is revived and your spirit is renewed or replaced you are now a new creature but you see that's not the only element that you need in your journey the second part of the element is your soul is your soul your mind where you have your will where you have your emotions where you have your intellect and that one has to be saved there is progressive salvation for that that one you need to do some work with god there needs to be partnering with god so that that one be renewed and it is that one 
that broadens your horizon. It is really that one that fast tracks the enlargement of your coast. You cannot, I cannot enlarge your coast just by doing things physical alone for you. I will only enlarge your coast as long as I can enlarge your soul. Third John chapter chapter one verse two. Third John chapter one verse two. The Bible says, "Beloved, I wish above all things that you will prosper and do well." even or to the proportion that your soul prospers so your enlargement is very tied to your soul so that explains many things that explains why many christians are still baby christians that explains why somebody who has been coming physically to church as nothing has happened because there is an engagement there is something that he has not signed up fully to and that is the prosperity of his soul you will prosper as much as your soul prospers our soul is very important in fact the soul is so important that even the unsaved soul is powerful that's in the the soul that the spirit is not saved that means somebody that's an unbeliever just the development of soul that's why we see all the inventions we see just the soul of man just the mind of man just the intellect of man so you can see how powerful that is so that means that if you know how to unnest this you will enlarge your coast and this morning god wants us to he wants to show us dimensions how we can enlarge our coast so you are saved as a permanent thing in your spirit but your soul needs help your soul needs to be saved there needs to be a progressive salvation there are things you can do for your soul to experience the salvation of god the deliverance of god and then let me end with this your flesh your physical nature will be saved at the end this flesh this one that we can touch is not saved that's why we crucify it how many times daily <laughs> you remember that even jesus died once but when it comes to the flesh you have to crucify it daily you have to hang it daily that's why paul was writing in in, in first corinthians chapter 9 27 he says i put my body where under hey, that, 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 sometimes if you only get this dimension of salvation it will save a lot of save you from a lot of heartache that is why sometimes you you do things that you are surprised that you are still able to do because this body until we the incorruptible is exchanged for the corruptible this body we need management your soul and your body or your flesh needs management but more importantly your flesh in fact that's why sometimes with your flesh there are things that the bible say don't even think about it just run why your flesh <laughs> under the right circumstances will mess you up your flesh under the right i mean if you read romans chapter 7 paul was saying that i don't even understand i don't understand I, I it's as if there are two laws in my body it's as if there's two me sometimes i'm like is there is, am i schizophrenic or what why why do i have this to me there is the me that comes to church there's the me outside of the church and, and the reason is just because the flesh is still the flesh so what do we do we put the flesh under we tame the flesh look at your neighbor say tame the flesh put the flesh under all right so because these are present realities thank you because these are the things that you see happening that your spirit is saved permanently your your soul is being saved and your flesh you need to now do something without your soul because you see your soul is the umpire the spirit is completely god the flesh is completely on its own but the soul with training can now make what the spirit is making available to translate into the physical do you understand now that means that all the spiritual experiences that you are having in church all that goosebumps sometimes and you feel the presence of god you cry you weep you know all that experience to translate into the physical is to now mature your soul is to now do something with your soul all right and that's why you and i need to pay attention to our mind we cannot leave our mind alone that's why the bible says in that scripture that we just read romans chapter 12 it says i'm begging you by the mercies of god that you present your body as a living sacrifice and how will you be able to present this body by the renewing of your mind by the renewing of your mind what does it mean to renew to mean renew means to replace old items with new ones 
what does it mean to renew to renew renew means to change what does it mean to renew to renew means to broaden the horizon what does it mean to renew to renew means to borrow vessels you need more vessel than the vessels you started with you need to increase your capacity that is what it means to renew the mind i need to let you understand that the mind and thoughts can be very powerful they are very very powerful god thinks if there is one thing that has made man an epitome of god's creation is that that dimension of god we also got it from him god thinks and god not only thinks he knows the kind of man he has made and he knows the power of their thought god knows that if a man can capture it he can conquer it if a man can capture it in the mind he can conquer it god knows that and the devil also knows that that's why sometimes it doesn't allow you to capture it it keeps making you to see the limitations it doesn't allow you to see how big uh, your resources are it makes you see how limited and how how big your position is he, he, it's a mind he knows how to contain you because he knows that if he can contain you inside you'll be contained outside ladies and gentlemen uh, god knows that what you can see you can seize what you can see with your eyes you can seize with your hands the reason why we have not seen some things is that we cannot see it we cannot see it from inside of us if you look at genesis chapter 11 in the story of the tower of babel verse 5 of genesis chapter 11 the bible said god came down to see that the children of men were trying to build a tower and he said nothing can be restricted from them because of the thing that they this translation say propose another translation say what they have imagined to do what they have imagined to do you know this morning i was thinking to myself we all live in a particular nation and in fact it is that nation that really defines our geography you can be in the nation that they say is flowing with milk and honey if you in this other nation that you are living in if you don't live like milk and honey the physical nation will not pro pro produce for you and what is that nation image nation imagination that's the nation all of us live in that is the true nation you are living in if you're hearing me this morning and you're in this room you are not really living in america you are living in imagination there is a nation called image that you are living in and that nation may not even be a third world it may be no world amen <laughs> because you can be in a first class nation physically but in your image nation you are in a no class nation and that's why it is possible for people to be where there is abundance and there will be little and they will justify it they will tell you the reason why it's not possible they will make you understand that no 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 it's the government is is the white man is this there's always a reason there's always something that makes it not possible you know this morning i got a text i have several things i do and uh, it was one of my uh, assignment for one of my mentors and he, he asked for something and i first responded with the normal answer the obvious answer you know since the thing the person asked but i i just stepped back and said if the normal answer was possible i've already sent that answer to him before why is he asking me again so i probed deeper i went to check on the data i saw that what he was looking for was not possible to be found with how he was looking for it and that was how everybody would ordinarily look for it but when i probed deeper i found something that will make me find what we are looking for with another data and when i found it i sent it to him he was very happy and he said something he said thank you for being careful to find this out now before this time around normally if i get that kind of text this is saturday night and all that kind of thing i'm trying to preach i may not even answer because i have i used to tell myself those days that ah it's only like when i want to preach it's only preaching alone i can do which is i mean i, I need to focus but over time by exposure and by changing my imagination i have been able to come to the point where i know that i don't give excuse i just get it done and i get it done whenever it should be done so the days of excuse i just told myself we're over irrespective of what it will cost me to make it happen i'll make it happen and do you know so many people are living in that old version of me that will first give the first result 
and sometimes the first result is not the answer the reason it's not the answer is not because you are bad it's not because you didn't make effort it's not because there is a will of god there is something more and if you broaden your horizon if you are not myopic if your view is not small you'll be able to get there so god knows that thoughts are very powerful and in fact in genesis chapter 13 verse 15 this is god speaking to abraham god told him as far as your eyes can see he says i will give it to you god is limited so to say by what we can receive it is when our vessel is full that the oil will stop pouring if we increase our vessel if we become broadened on the inside if our soul increases because it is possible for that capacity to increase your mind can increase in fact there was a, uh, a, a quote I don't, I don't know if i wrote it right but i saw it some time ago it says the mind once stretched will not return back to its original state there is something about the mind it's very elastic you can stretch it do you think this is your limit do you think this is all about you oh there is so much more that's why you can grow that's why one of the definition of enlargement is growth you can become bigger you can become more so god knows that if you can see it if you can capture it you can conquer it god knows that and i hope you know that too that's something you need to put at the back of your mind let me also say this to you your thoughts attract your thoughts attract you don't get what you want you get who you are you don't get what you want you get who you are have you seen some people they succeeded doing that thing they did not brought them here they succeeded again some people say it's luck no it's who they are we are magnets we attract things we attract things to ourselves if you are not that person it does not matter if we give you plenty it will become small if you are that person if we give you small it will always become plenty there is an attractive power in human beings there is an attractive power so anytime you see little you see small don't be too quick to complain check who you are you are not attracting what you want you are attracting who you are so that is why to become is better than to behave to become that's why the bible is speaking in john chapter 1 verse 12 john chapter 1 verse 12 he said to them that believed on him to them he gave the power to all become because if you become you will attract what you have become if you become there is something about becoming if you become if you become a different version for you if you become the version you need to become jesus understood this that's why he kept the disciples with him how will jesus go and choose peter for goodness sake you want to have a global worldwide ministry you are going to choose a peter a man that is so flicky a man that will will tell you i will be there tomorrow he won't be there but that's because he knows the power of becoming peter today that you are seeing can become safer he understood the power of becoming so you need to understand that we attract we attract things and the attraction is from our mind is what we have in our mind remember the nation that we live in is an image nation is the picture in your nation is the imagination that you have that will bring your reality is the picture you have up here ah is the picture some of us where we are today we just used to say we don't know why we used to say it but we found ourselves here I was joking with my wife the other day i had a group in high school and we used to call ourselves americans we'll spell it backwards we'll call this nasirema i don't know why we did it but we did that when i got to college i don't know why i did it but i started telling my friend i said you you are paul allen me and bill gates <laughs> and some people say, it's just childish but i'm building something i'm working on a nation inside me so much that if i walk on that nation i will step in that nation if i walk on that nation i will be a part of that nation it was what distinguished caleb and joshua from the other people they saw that they were in the promised land they saw that it was possible so two people two sets of people went 12 of them a set 10 of them they were only looking with their normal eyes 
but there was another set that was looking with another eye the eye from inside that nation that imagination they were looking with that eyes and they told moses they said we are able let's even go quickly he said these people they are so big we will not miss them the other people saw them and said they are so big they will kill us but these other people saw them and said they are so big they will come down easily all right imagination you attract what you are thinking you attract what is on your mind your mind is a magnet so because your mind is a magnet you need to understand that it is what you are that you become psalm 23 verse 5 the bible says he anoints my head then my cup began to run over why did he not anoint my cup why is he my head it is because what you carry on you with this we reflect and tell me what you carry around you if you want to change what is around you don't focus on around you alone change what is on you when you change what is on you it changes everything the prayer of jabez if you understand the nitty-gritty of the prayer of jabez the summary of that prayer is this change what is on me change what is on me i want to become an enlarged person but i understand that there is a force that is on me that is not making things happen so change what is on me change what is in me change me from within he said oh that would have blessed me you know what blessing is it's like put something on someone and when that comes on you 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 begin to behave and become uh, like that blessing that i've been pronounced so our th- our thoughts can attract our talks can attract Another thing you need to understand about this soulish realm and this thought is that you have the right to think what you want to think. You have the right to think what you want to think or reject them. You are not a victim, so to say, of your thoughts. You have the right. And let me say this to you. When I became born again, I didn't first know this. I thought every thought that came was my thoughts. I thought every thought that came was me that brought it. So sometimes when some bad thoughts come, immediately I'll go and kneel down and say, God, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. But over the years, I started to know that even when the good master sows the good seed, an enemy will come to sow tears. An enemy will come. Do you know why many people before Tuesday, they forgot everything they heard on Sunday? something another thing was shown we are sowing right now we are sowing into your but another thing was shown and the reason another thing was shown is that there is a farmer that is lazy there is a farmer that is careless and you are that farmer you are the farmer of your mind you determine what grows you determine what does not grow don't just allow anything to grow because you you are not there's no thought that can be forced on you there's no thought the Holy Spirit will not force himself on you. Even the devil, if you have given your life to Christ, he can't take over your thoughts. The will of man is so powerful. It's so powerful. Even God does not break it. He doesn't. You remember Jesus say, I stand at the door and I'm knocking. Why am I knocking? Why don't I come in? Why don't I break the door? Because I need you to permit me. So when it comes to your thoughts, you have the power of attorney. You have power to permit you have power to permit and if there is anything that humbles me about thoughts and the mind is that your thoughts can negate your prayers your thoughts can negate your words in the realm of the spirit your thoughts are probably even higher than your words if your thoughts and your words are aligned happy are you if you can align your thoughts if you can bring into subjection your thoughts so that they align with the word of god happy are you because when your words go out and your thoughts don't align with your words that's why people don't have answered prayers i I, i'm sure you've had people say that man prays a lot praise god for you i thank god that you pray a lot you use your words but what are you doing with your your mind what are you thinking about because god is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask but if that's the only thing it would have been good or think he's going to do what we are thinking too god in fact it looks as if he is going to what we are thinking and what we are speaking and merge it together and give us the union of what we are speaking and thinking so when it comes to prayer 
your thoughts can negate your words jesus was jesus speaking in matthew 15 18 uh, matthew 15 8 matthew 15 8 he said these people draw near me with their lips he said but their heart is far from me and because their heart or their mind or their soul is far from me they are far from me so i'm not near because i said it i am near because i'm thinking it it is the thought it is the thought if you read isaiah chapter 55 maybe that's where i'm going to close later on if you start reading from verse 8 the bible was talking about the fact that god's thoughts are high and our thoughts are not as high as his thought sometimes when people read that they think that what god is trying to say is that you can't think my thoughts your thought no 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 you can think his thoughts philippians 2 verse 5 say let this mind be in you that was also in christ jesus so the mind of christ can be in you you can think his thoughts but what he was trying to show you is that god has superior thoughts and if you can align to that superior thoughts what will now happen to you will not be the resultant effect he says my work will not look like rain it will not return unto me void it will prosper in the things which are sent but it has to start with the right thoughts get elevate your thoughts broaden your horizon you take your thoughts to his level your thoughts are not his level now you, there are things you need to do renewing of your mind is how you take your thoughts to that level so this morning i need you to understand that thoughts are very powerful god knows that your thoughts are powerful thoughts can attract uh, and you should be conscious of that your thoughts uh you have the right to think just like they will say uh, uh when some people are arresting you you have the right to remain silent you have the right over your thoughts and the last one i said uh was that your thoughts can affect your prayers now let me let me let me let me zero all of this together like this as we close this morning how to expand your mind how to expand your mind because when it comes to broadening your horizon what we are simply saying is expand your mind expand your mind when you read romans chapter 12 verse 2 the bible is saying renew your mind replace old images with new one victory has renew your mind there's a way you can celebrate the present at the peril of the future there are too many people they need to replace the old images of victory old images of pain there there is something about your memory if your memory is getting too large for your imagination you will be a monument you'll be a museum if you don't want to be a museum if you don't want to be a monument make sure that your imagination is always bigger than your memory thank god for what he did yesterday but don't stay at yesterday this is not your rest this is not the best <laughs> i remember this morning as i was preparing this message i was remembering reverend george when he said is this victory house can i tell you me i'm the pastor here this is not victory house you didn't hear that this is not victory house. all right this is not victory house this is the kindergarten to our uh, 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 college of victory house we have not started nothing we have not started why you have to keep expanding your mind god will fill that vessel sometimes people will say fill my cup lord i lift it off lord you know sometimes god wants to say which one again the one you brought yesterday was so small it was a teaspoon i have filled it i need a bigger cup and this what we are talking about this morning is how your cup will be enlarged how you will come with a different cup how instead of coming with a cup you come with a tanker instead of coming with you know just a little little bitty something you are coming out to increase your hunger expanding your mind the first thing i want to say to you to expand your mind is that you have to consciously engage your thoughts you have to engage your mind i think it was just maya that put it very beautiful you have to think about what you are thinking about <laughs> you have to engage your mind that's the beginning be intentional the reason many people we don't have increased mind expanded mind is we have left it to we have left it to automatic we have left it to well whatever god will do let god do it no you didn't do that with your natural education you went through some process so you have to engage your mind you have to be engaging in deep thought you have to make sure that you don't just leave your mind you have to be ready to do hard work and that hard work is thinking thinking you know that 
the most the richest men in the world women inclusive do you know the the greatest thing they do is not physical but mental the greatest thing that they do is not physical but mental now there are so many nations in the world but every nation that is more physical oriented in their labor is usually poor than the nations that are more mentally oriented in their labor so what are we saying this morning it is time to engage you need to sweat but that sweat is not the sweat because you were doing hard manual labor there is something called hard mental labor you need to engage this one that you keep saying i don't read book this one that you keep saying well it's my wife that just read bible me my own is just two verses you are you are going to remain the way you are so the next time you say fill my cup lord god will say which cup because you have not done anything to that cup that cup is this the same cup in fact i don't want to see that cup again how do you change that cup my friend you engage don't be careless with your thoughts don't be careless with your thoughts don't even let your your mind be a dumping ground and let me say this to you there are so many people that say well it's not bad is is, is he bad is he good you don't do it's not bad it's not good you do it is right for me you do it is the will of god for me if you are still on the level of it's not bad it's not good you are a baby you are a baby there are many good things that are not for you there are many good things there are things that i will not do there is it's not a matter of sin and no sin because there are some people they are still in that class is it a sin oh it's not a sin <laughs> that's a baby is it a sin in the morning to be playing games it's not but you know it's a baby that will wake up in the morning and what the first thing he wants to go and do is play game no you don't want to play games it's not because you can't play games but you know there are more important things than playing games but there are some people they are like that and there's nothing playing maybe your work is at night so don't get to me i'm just saying that there are priorities and growth and maturity defines our priorities so understand that when it comes to expanding your soul you need to engage philippians chapter 4 verse 8 says whatsoever is lovely whatsoever is pure whatsoever is of good report whatsoever things are praiseworthy whatsoever things are virtuous that has virtue those are the things you should be thinking about it's not just thinking about what is happening on social media do you know some of us the only predominant thought in our head is the comedian we follow on social media nothing bad about it i i've had some i start, i found some new com- comedian recently and i will go and i will laugh but if your life is predominantly determined by that there's a problem there there's a problem there so i, I, I i'm challenging you this morning engage not your neighbor say engage say engage your mind the next thing which is similar to the first one is examine your thoughts examine what is happening in your mind examine what is happening in your mind you see you can't just assume that your mind is doing what you want it to do it's it's similar to what uh my joyce meyer said think about what you are thinking about examine your mind examine your mind examine your mind and many of the times there are diagnoses that you can perform to know what you are thinking because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth leaks or speaks what you will normally say without any of us being there you know the church people that's who you are what normally comes out of you how your your natural response to events that's who you really are so watch your words if you are examining your thoughts watch your words sometimes review what you said today review how you use your words you review the things that you were saying review the amount of time you had i do words <laughs> several years ago one of my friends came around and we were going to have a conversation and he said let us pray and then we prayed he said lord let us not have i do words i said ah, which one is that one again but that was a good prayer because do you know a big percentage i was going to chunk out a percentage but let me not be too at liberty as doing that but a big percentage of everybody's day is i do things is waste you know in computing there are they call some things like system resources there are spaces where your system what you can't touch is using if you look at your iphone you just see system 200 gig you're like ah 
and I have 250. So the system is using something that you can't touch of that nature. Many of us, the so-called system, and this system is your mindset, is how your mind has been formed over time. Remember the Bible said in that Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, it said, don't be conformed, but be transformed. So that means that if you are not transforming, you have already been conformed. There is a setting, and that setting will always be where you will fall to. And that setting is what will be operating your I do things, your time, your subconscious mind. You have a subconscious mind. As I'm talking, you are, there are some things that you, your subconscious mind is already formed in some particular area and you can affect it. You can affect it. Some of us, the reason we talk the way we talk is because over time we have affected our subconscious mind by examining our words and making sure that our words line up. Remember the prayer of the psalmist. Let the words of my heart, mouth and the what? The meditation. You, the, the meditation is the thinking. Let them be acceptable in your sight, oh God. Why is he saying that? He understands that if you can align those two and they align with God, what will happen is that your mind will begin to attract the alignment that you have already made with the word of God. So when it comes to your expanding your mind, you need to engage your mind. You need to examine your mind. You examine your mind by refraining from idle words. Matthew chapter 12, 36 to 37 talks about high do words. It says, I do words, words that are not necessary. That we say. You, you examine your mind by checking what you say. Words like lies. You know, <laughs> I had to put that there. Because in the name of uh, defining and describing things, there's a lot of exaggeration that goes on. And exaggeration is another word for lies. Because there are no white lies. There are no black lies. If it is not what it is, any other thing is not it. Abi, oh, oh. <laughs> if it is not what it is, any other thing, senepa, it. Lies. And many of us, if you look at your days, lies. And you see, the more you lie, the more you deceive your heart. Yes. Because your heart now start to begin start to believe the lie. <laughs> In Romans chapter one, Romans chapter one. Do I have time? Let me let me see. Let me let me, let me read Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one. Oh my God. Can you just pray in the spirit one bit? Let the spirit of God help me push this thing down. You are not praying. You are not praying. Let him push it in. Let him push it in. Beyond what I can say. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Romans chapter 1. Verse 22 says, professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into image made with corruptible men and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Verse 24, it says, therefore God gave them to uncleanliness. Another translation, God gave them to reprobate mind. Why? They started using their liberty to engage in things they said things casually they they did things casually and after a while they train their mind your words your action train your mind why is it that faith does not really work faith is a two uh, uh is it rests on two legs there are two legs where faith rests on what you say with your mouth what you believe in your heart romans chapter 10 if you start reading from verse 8 downwards romans 10 8 to 10 it says don't say you are going to go to heaven because the word is near you it's in your mouth and in your heart the word of faith which you preach so faith is in the heart or the mind inside of you and on is in your mouth now so there is that heart or mouth mind mouth so connection if you will so if i am saying things i am training my mind that's why we make confession here that's why we say because the more we say the more we believe the more we believe the more we say the more we say the more we believe the more we believe the more we say if you are not saying what you want to see you will start believing what you are saying examine examine your mind examine your soul so you engage you examine and this one is very very critical i can spend the whole day here educate your mind educate your mind when it says renew your mind another word is change your mind 
from the old information to the new information update your mind educate your mind many of us update our phones but we never update our mind our mind is still as old as it was when we we're in college and things have changed since college you are not educating your mind we are only the phone that we have in our hand was more powerful than the first computer i had as a computer student in my first year of college but as powerful as this phone is this phone is doing lesser job than that old computer why we have not updated our mind we have not updated our mind educate your mind don't let your mind be at waste you don't know something today then go and know it educate your mind educate your mind on parenting educate your mind on marriage i was pretty low-key disappointed when pastor kinsley came to town some of us did not show up you know too much right you educate your mind and you keep educating your mind the 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 concept is not that i will educate my mind and i'll leave it there it leaks it leaks what you thought you know yesterday it leaks why did god tell joshua in joshua chapter 1 verse 8 that this is how you are going to succeed he said this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth you will meditate in it day and night morning and evening every day morning and evening you read it the same thing and in that time they didn't even have 66 books it was only five books why will you read five books morning and you uh, you exhausted the prop, the thing is not exhaustion is to become it is the spirit because the letter when you are reading the word when you are reading the bible there is a dimension of it that is ink and paper letter there is another dimension that is spirit you see that spirit one it it has a mind of its own it only he jumps on you when he wants to jump on you you can have been with him for so long you may be reading 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 even sometimes people like us that preach when we have preached this message we go and listen to it we hear things we didn't know that we said why there is a spirit in man there is a spirit there is a spirit and that's why you have to educate your mind educate your mind on the right things let the word of god educate your mind open yourself to the word of god don't be just a christian that has a bible and open it in church alone open your bible at home there is word on on audio open it let it play open read bible read it as often as you can read books based on the bible there are so many of us you don't even have any goal to read any book i just like i just want to make money you don't make money because you say you want to make money you become the person that makes money you know there are some people they are they don't even want to make money they are making money i told you the story when bill gates was leaving microsoft i was in microsoft then i i in fact i had i walked to that office and i stood in front of his office like almost i mean i didn't do that but in my mind i'm almost like let me cast out the evil spirit in this man that is making a man that all of us want to be like to say i'm leaving it and i'm going to face something when he left that work he became richer than when he had that work why if you become it it will come there are some things that you are chasing that should chase you there are many you know what jesus says seek it first the kingdom of you know what jesus was saying jesus was saying that there is something that you will have that it will come and meet you you can go and hide in anywhere it will come and meet you there you know i, I have all kinds of mentors there are some mentors that i know there is no currency they don't change money to one currency if they need rand they have enough rand if they need canadian dollars they have enough canadian dollars they don't live in those countries so if they need naira, they have it one day i was talking to one of them i was like i need this particular currency he said yeah i'll give it to you when you are done giving back in that currency i don't change money i'm not a bureau to change and they will sit in one location because they have become something whatever others are chasing after we come and meet them there educate your mind you may be in a war room but make sure your mind is not in a war room change the nation of your mind educate your mind educate your mind be conscious of what you are listening to be conscious of what you are seeing be, make sure you educate your mind and let me end with this as we begin to pray expose your mind expose your mind willingly take your mind to places that are bigger than you oh water seemingly rises up to its own level willingly take yourself to spaces don't excuse yourself from experiences that are bigger than you stop saying those things these neighborhoods are not for us go there drive there you are building something in your mind take your children to places that you couldn't get to take them there that was the story of uh, uh ben carson 
Ben Carson, his mom was poor. In fact, the mom could not read. He didn't know his mom could not read until several years later. Why? The mom was always borrowing books from library, making sure they read. They were doing competition in book because the mom wanted to expose him to what she was not exposed to. Hear me, parents, if you are listening in this house, don't limit your children's exposure to what you are only exposed to. Expose them to new food. Can somebody say amen? African parents, it must be spicy, saucy. There's nothing wrong with all of that. I mean, that's how I wanted to even be American after a while, but I discovered that I'm more African than American. But I don't want my children to be that. Why? Not because I'm trying to make them forget culture of where their mom or dad, but they live here. They were born here. Then I have to expose them to that. Expose them to the games you don't know. You can't swim. Let them swim. You can't ride bicycle. Make sure they can ride bicycle in Jesus' name. Expose them because I mean I, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand why we will be around some of these things. I say I, I'm making money, I'm making money. Let me tell you the truth. If we do some of these things that I'm saying this morning, we will do more f- less physical work and more results. Exposure. Go to retreats, go to places, go to you know, buy books travel if you are sitting with your husband look at him say travel say vacation i know that me that i'm even talking to i'm guilty somehow but sometimes i still try to say oh let's go because you know after you do all this church traveling uh, ministry runs you you feel like you need to sit with the work but travel vacation do you know sometimes i just travel to somewhere and it doesn't have to be a very expensive place is enough education for me i see how people do their own things i see i see services they do it differently i see how people do different things is 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 good for you that's how you do something to your mind and finally this morning can we stand up on our feet stand up on our feet second corinthians chapter 10 second corinthians chapter 10 i have told you this morning that when it comes to your mind engage when it comes to your mind examine when it comes to your mind and your thoughts your soul to expand it you have to make sure that you educate then you have to expose that your mind i want to add something to that engage that i first talked about one of the engagements is not in the natural you have to pray to engage your mind you have to know how to hold thoughts captive second corinthians are you there this is 2 Corinthians now, uh, chapter 10 and verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. The Bible says, this is spiritual warfare right here. Because sometimes many people don't understand that it is spiritual warfare to be able to take control of your mind. Do you know depression is an external force trying to take control of your mind or your thoughts or your soul? That's why you have to know how to cast down arguments. And every eye thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. He said, bringing every thought into captivity. That's how you expand. That's how you broaden your horizon. The thought that you will not be big. The thought that, well, 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 all this thing that Pastor Emmanuel is talking about this morning. He can say that because he's the one speaking that. It's not for you. No, you capture you, you fight. You see, and let me tell you how to capture thoughts with words. With words. When those thoughts are in your head, those wrong thoughts, speak the right words, it will shut off. Because thoughts and words, they flow together. If you are thinking, you may not be speaking. If you are speaking, you may not be thinking. And so, when there is a thought that is negative to the word of God, use the word of God by speaking it to counter it. I want you to lift up your hand this morning and counter every thought. Is there any predominant thought? What thought was in your heart last week? In your mind? Now, 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 counter it, counter it, counter it. To break every chain, to break every chain. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Two more minutes and we're out of here. Go ahead. Break every chain, break every chain. I capture that thought. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Worship team, please join me. 